Weekend, 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. The midway point of your work week will officially welcome you to that. It is also one day until the first round of the NFL draft. We'll get you ready with that. Ross Jackson coming up next segment. And we will continue, of course, to get your opinions on the Pelicans and Suns game five not going the way we would have liked. Can't wait to get your opinions on this and really why it went the way it did. 112 to 97 was the final as the Suns take Game 5, my thoughts on it in the opening segment. We'll talk about it. Scott Prather is going to join us here at the bottom of this hour here as well. Daniel Salerson at one fifteen, at one thirty. Ralph Marlborough, see how he's feeling a day before the draft. What will the Saints do tomorrow with 16 and 19? And then Scott Prather is going to join us at 2.30 here as well. So let's get this thing started and start getting your opinions. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what the camera Wednesday hump day is what it is. It is Shock Gene, the Digital Underground, Sean Payton. Guess we'll somehow try to find our way here to get Dennis Allen to say update or something. We'll figure something out with the new Saints head coach. His first NFL draft, of course, tomorrow. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Some words of wisdom. And, of course, you can also tweet at us at ESPN Radio Nola. Do not forget, tomorrow we're kicking off Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. We'll be at Francesca's 515 Harrison Avenue. It's between Harrison. Uh, it's between West End and Canal Boulevard. So depending what exit you take. If you take West End, go to Harrison, take a right. It'll be on your left. If you get off at Canal Boulevard, take a left on Harrison. Look to your right about a half a block down. Park. And we will be there. As we already have lined up, Larry Holder, Sean Fazan will join us here as well. And then we will go, of course, to the other NFC South cities. Chris McLean from the Panthers. He is, uh, he's beside him. So we don't know what the Panthers are going to do. So we'll, we'll see what, what, uh, the Kitty Cats, uh, do they take quarterback at six? That's really going to be one of the first spots, I think, in this draft that you will see a quarterback possibly likely go. If it doesn't and they slide, how does it affect the Saints? How does it affect the rest of the draft moving on and going? Atlanta, we'll speak with Carlos Medina at 115 tomorrow. He is, um, he's also kind of like I was like, so what, so what are the Falcons doing? And he responded with a laughing emoji. So again, it could always be worse. It could be those teams in the NFC South. I have been saying for a while, I think the Saints win the NFC South next year. I've been saying that. And that was before they officially resigned Jamison and all of that. Um, Tampa Bay as well will get, uh, Leo's takes as well, but definitely want to see you tomorrow. Stop on by. Looking forward to finally being out uh, on location. And not that I don't mind the Cat and Gal Hacienda, but it's nice. It's, you know, it's nice meeting and saying hello to folks. Yesterday at the car wash, Eddie O'Rourke, I think, or Burke. I messed it up, Eddie. I think it's O'Rourke is your last name. But, yeah, saw you yesterday as I was finally getting a, uh, some of the dust and pollen and stuff off of my car, but it's awesome to see you. Thank you for listening, as always, and thank you for all y'all that tune in. You can also do so, of course, via the TuneIn Radio app. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is download it, and when you open up the app, it's going to say premium, but just look in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see an X. Tap it, and then you just go to the normal uh, free site, and you just type in, literally, ESPN at New Orleans, and we are there. I see the lines already lit up. I can't wait to get into it. I will get to General D and Jeff from Gulfport in about 30 seconds. I will want to play at least one bite from Willie Green, his thoughts on the game as to what happened and why they went down, and we can start getting into the business at hand. I, I thought they, they did a good job of coming out um, playing desperate. 
Um, they played hard. They competed. Phoenix Suns and you know to start the game, it was physical, and they kind of knocked us on our heel, heels early. Um, we did a better job throughout the rest of the game, but just to start, we have to be better. Look, uh, the start did not go the way you would have liked it. Thirty-two to twenty. You remember yesterday? I said, can you get it to ten at the halftime? They were down by thirteen. Can you get to six with four to play? They were down with seven. They had opportunities, and. B.I. at 22. Remember what I said yesterday as well. For this team to have won the two games, you you had to have 30-point performances by B.I. C.J. had to do well. Valanchunas had to do well. If you don't have that, it's going to be tough. And look, let's be honest. No one thought Mikkel Bridges was going to drop 31 points. Okay, It wasn't just a career high or a, you know, playoff high for him. It, it was literally one of the top five performances. In playoff history. 47 minutes, okay? So, again, we've talked about this with J.D. and all that. If you're going to put the attention on Aiton and Chris Paul, the gamble and bet is that Cam Johnson, campaign, or Mikel Bridges isn't going to kill you. Part of last night is you tip the hat. That dude came to play. He dropped shots. What are you going to do? At the same time, again, this is my opinion, and we'll go to the phone lines here. I I feel like some of that, though, last night was the Pelicans did not play the type of basketball they played in the four previous games, even the two that they lost. That's an encouraging and positive thing for me. At the same time, it's discouraging because I really think you could have stolen that game. I mean, nothing went your way. And we'll get to C.J. McCollum here as well because you look at the box score and it says 21 points, but my goodness, he was 7-22. of If that guy gives you anything in the second half, I think the Pels win that game. Open shots, and I know we're going to focus on the missed free throws. Pels still shot more free throws than the Suns. I did not feel that the officiating was really a, a key part of that game. There was maybe a mistake or two with Willie Green, and it comes with Devontae Graham. Look, Jose Alvarado has got to, he's got to be there, Mikel Bridges. I mean, Jose Alvarado's got to be on the court. He disrupts Chris Paul. He knocks down threes. I, I, I don't know what else to say. But we'll hear from Coach Green a little bit more from CJ and also BI, but I do want to get to your phone calls since you have them lit up. General D on the on deck circle. Jeff from Gulfport, start us off, sir. How are you today? Hello, Jeff. Um, Hey, bud. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, I can, can you hear now. me. How okay. Are you? Yep. Okay, I'm doing well. I, I, I was going to say I enjoy your takes. Um, yeah, for the most part, uh, I think you know officiating was pretty much normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we got off to a slow start. Now the, the Suns do pay, play really physical, and when we're driving to the basket, I think sometimes they they do get the favorable calls. Uh, like, uh, just take, for instance, uh, Chris Paul slashing on the two nights ago, or the, the, the Sunday night game, slashes Herb Jones in the face. If it's the other way around, then our players getting ejected because look at Jackson Hayes deal. But, um, you know, they end up taking back the charge call against C.J. McCollum, and it ends up being a uh, a foul, they get the shot instead of us getting the, the charging call. But then, but then when we're driving in, they call a charging call. When you, when they show it back, you're just like, sometimes I hate having a 65 inch screen TV because it drives me nuts because you see a little more detail and they have a different angle than what we have. So mm-hmm. it makes it frustrating. But when, uh, we're kind of getting manhandled, it kind of messes up. Off mess, uh, gets us off our game, but you could see that kind of taking place. I think in some cases we seemed a little lethargic, uh, just like, hey, we're miscommunication going there. But I look for that to turn around in the next game because you have something to build on yeah. because the game really wasn't that far apart when you go back and look at it and say, we really have a good chance to bring this to a game seven. What are your thoughts? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because that's what I'm saying is like, look, I again, they did what they had to do. They were the aggressor. Look, this gonna. And we we talked about this yesterday, right? I mean, there, there were going to be some calls where you're just going to come on. I mean, Chris Paul's rip move where you're being guarded. They got Herb Jones twice on it. He just throws his arms up when they're both crouched down, and 
creates contact and it's a foul. He hooked once over on the right, you know, uh, wing and got another call in the fourth quarter when the Pels are making a run. Look, Jonas Valanciunas, non-existent in the first half. Second half, he started to get it going. I don't think coincidentally the Pels got closer. Devontae Graham got cooked when, you know, Jose came in. The Pels got closer. I don't think that's coincidental. Uh, and, and, and CJ missed a lot of shots that were there that were open. So, look, he, he hasn't had a couple of, of straight games where he normally makes those shots. So I, I'm with you. I, I definitely think. I don't expect Mikel Bridges to drop 31 tomorrow. I, I just, I don't, because that's not who he is. So, hey, look, that's what happens in home playoff games as we bring in General D, right? General D, in home playoff games, your supporting cast, quote-unquote, they tend to play better. They tend to make shots. They tend to get that energy, and, and it was there. But I still felt like that game was one that they could have gotten yesterday. General D? Yeah, I'm here. Can you yeah, hear man, me? what's up? Yep, what you got? Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. You know, I think there were some tactical errors that were made. Uh, but but for the for the end of the day is that we didn't hit shots, and they did in big spots. So, you know, the lead that they started on, that obviously their energy in the crowd, striking distance, and we couldn't get over the top. The, the thing that I saw that Monty did was he started to alleviate Paul a little bit, getting the ball in some other guys' hands. He brought in some other ball handlers early. But I tell you what, he rolled the dice a little bit with Bridges because – he extended himself. I think he only came out the game for maybe a minute or two. Yeah, he played 47 minutes, bro. And he played 47 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, look, he, he's a great defender. That's a lot of that's a lot of minutes on him. I think he was feeling like he had to get that win at home uh, because going back to the Smoothie King Center, that, that mm-hmm. I do feel like we're we're in the favorable team tonight. I mean, tomorrow night. Um, but look, the thing that I think the difference of the game was is it really shows that we really need a point guard. Um, you know, that all the minutes that you're having to start your offense so late into the shot clock and we're so far away from the basket, we're shooting a lot of very contested shots. That's one of the reasons why our shooting percentage was so down. They were very close up on us. But as we saw when Jose did come in, you started to see some ball movement. He was able to beat some guys off the dribble, get to the heart of the defense, and right. kick the ball around. So, yeah. you know, that's one of the things I saw. That Devontae Graham obviously was, was – something that I think when he's not hitting his outside shot, he's not giving you anything else, and it has to be evaluated and, and pull the hook a lot quicker on him. Uh, the Jackson Hayes piece where you know he just doesn't space the floor, although I will say to Jackson Hayes' credit, he did crash the boards last this game. Yeah. So he yeah. was getting on you know on the boards. Uh, he did make a couple of plays, although they're very premeditated in his moves. It's mm-hmm. not like he's making it within the flow of the game. I'd like to see some more minutes from, uh, from Trey Murphy. Even yeah. if he's not scoring, you you see his man is attached to him on the three point line, which is creating space because you have to respect so the three beyond... point shot, and that's what Schmidt Do has been a- tweeting absolutely. as to why you need to put Trey Murphy in because of spacing and spacing on the court, and no one's going to respect Jackson Hayes on it. And you know, look, I mean, we've talked about this. Give the man credit for playing a better second half tonight, but play in game and postseason. I would say seventy thirty, where he just doesn't give you anything on the offensive end and. You know, again, in a game in the series like this, for the Pels to win, a lot of different players have to contribute. So I'm not putting it all on them, right? But you, you got to no. have something, and, and that's the problem. You know, with him and Graham, it's just they're 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 hindering more than helping. If other guys can maybe do it for certain reasons, Jose, that's an obvious well, one. Your eyes see it, and as Schmidt says with Trey, it's spacing. Right. It's it's the also the the two players that you just you know spotlighted would be Hayes and Graham. They're hurting you on the defensive end. Yeah. J- Jackson Hayes is having to come out and try to guard a guy, and he gets blown off the dribble, or he's having to reach and foul very far away from the basket. It doesn't play to his strength. The second piece is when I mean when uh, Graham gets beat off the dribble, you're then getting a guy that's getting into the lane, making a kick, and it's usually not maybe his man scoring on him every time. It's the second or third pass, which you're getting right. wide open look. And you're right. Some of those role players did step up and hit shots. Crowder yeah. hit some threes this game that he didn't hit in the past. Exactly. And then Bridges was hitting shots. Yeah. You know, I mean, so again. I think Willie. I think Willie's going to address it. But you know, I, I like our chances uh, tomorrow night. 
I think behind CJ are going to step up and play a little bit better. I mean, man, their efficiency, and we haven't been a really good three-point shooting team all year long, but no. B.I. was 7 of 19, and McCollum was 7 of 22. Yeah. And, and that's just not going to cut it for our guys. No, I mean, but those, those guys, they were right. Yeah, no, those guys have to lead the way. Thank you, General D. It's 12-15. i got to get to the break, sir. Um, coordinator, can you Go give foul, me your best 60, 60 to 90 seconds, and then I, I can uh, hit the break. Can you do that, Coordinator, for me? Me. What's up, bud? Yes. Hello? Yes. Yeah, um, give me your best 60 to 90 seconds. Go. Yeah, how you? Oh, yes. Listen, no. General D is correct on a lot of those, everything that he was just saying, majority of everything he was saying. Um, on what he was saying. Hold on, I'm trying. Someone's trying to call me. I'm trying to. Okay, <laughs> but General D was yeah. General D, D was correct. You know, Devontae Graham should not even be in the game. He cannot defend anybody. He's only going to be out there to shoot a three pointer, and he's you know he can't defend. He shouldn't even be on. The, I don't know why. Just like Charles Barkley say, I was saying this. I don't know why they're not starting Alvarado. Mm-hmm. He know how to get the team set. And run the play. I, I'm, I'm trying to also understand where is Gomez at in this series. I mean, we haven't seen this guy in the last two series. Where, why they're not using their big bodies? And Gomez have great footwork below the basket. You know, where are these guys? That, why are you not using these guys? Yeah, well, coordinator. Najee Harris. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm great. No, I was going to say, look, it was one of the things, too, uh, as we wrap up, man, I got to hit the break. I think the thing, too, coordinator, it's one of those games that I was going to bring this up at the start of the show. It's definitely one of those games you go, and that's why you need Zion. Like, literally. I mean, I'm watching yeah, that game last night. I'm like, if Zion plays, they win that game. I think even by double digits. I really do. Because they would have won that game if they would have been hitting the shots, too. No, I, I, they, I, they I was missing you. a lot of shots. Yep, sounds you know? good. Thank you, coordinator. Appreciate the phone call. I promise we'll get back to your phone calls here in about 25 minutes. Ross Jackson is next. This is Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. The playoffs are rolling on, and you can make every game feel like Game 7 on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Throughout the playoffs, all customers can place a no-sweat, same-game parlay each week. You'll get up to $20 in free bets if you don't win. FanDuel has so many ways to play, and best of all, when you do win, you'll get paid faster than a fast break. New to FanDuel? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code KLRZ to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Once again, that's promo code KLRZ. And if you already have an account, you're all set to bet. No sweat. Either way, you'll get up to $20 in free bets if your same-game parlay during the playoffs doesn't win. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, $20 per week. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer in Lockport. They want you to know how important it is to keep your vehicle always running at its best. So to help you do just that, they want you to know that they can beat almost any tire price. And they have a $70 mail-in rebate on selected brands until June 30th. You can also get an alignment for $89.95. See their certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. 106 miles to Chicago. Got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Bells fans, promise I'll get back to your phone calls here in the 1245 segment. Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola is the way to give a follow. You know who he is. Locked on Saints. 
And, Ross, this is what it's been like, man. It's crazy. Uh, people want to talk Pels, and it's nuts because tomorrow is the NFL draft, and it's kind of a big deal. Saints got two first-round picks. How are you this afternoon? Hey, buddy. Doing great. Doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Good to talk with you. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting day tomorrow for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's get right to it, man. 16 and 19. You and I have chatted before. We're not the belief that they're going to go to five and get a quarterback. That happens. I don't even know what to say. So I'm going with they stay at 16 and 19. Charles Davis, NFL.com. I like, I like his mock draft. He dropped it yesterday morning or this morning, actually. He has the Saints at 16 taking Trevor Penning and he has the Saints at 19 taking, uh, taking Chris Salave. I'm down with that. I would love that. That makes me happy. Huge smile on my face. Game six, Pels win. It's a perfect Thursday night. What do you have with the Saints going 16-19 and why? Yeah, no, actually mine is uh, pretty close to what Charles Davis uh, is ha- has set there. That's usually the pairing that I go with is Trevor Penning and Chris Olave. My ideal situation would be Charles Cross. Mm-hmm. And Chris Olave, Charles Cross, though, one of the top three tackles for some, some one of the top two tackles in this draft. He's my top tackle in this draft, so I would love to see him fall to the Saints at 16. The Saints could also potentially make a, a smaller jump up, let's say maybe uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, who they've traded with in the past in the draft. Uh, they traded their entire day three a couple of years ago to move up with the Vikings to draft uh, Adam Trout, of course. And so I look at Charles Cross is really being the guy that I would love to see them land, but they probably have to make a move in order to grab him. But because he's coming from that Mike Leach air raid offense, there is some concern about how he'll translate to the NFL game. I think he'll translate the NFL game just fine because he has the athleticism to work in a zone run, like zone heavy run scheme. So I think because of that, he would be a really, really good fit for the Saints. And so if other teams are asking questions about him, that could lead to him dropping a little bit and being in range for New Orleans at 16. I'll say one of the other things too, Ross, that kind of stands out to me is I think a lot of this depends on how obviously other teams select during the draft. So where do we pay attention tomorrow? Once the draft gets underway, we all boo Roger Goodell. We get going here, right? I'm, I'm saying, is it, is it six? Is it Carolina, right? I mean, that's, is that where I start paying attention if they don't? Cause Charles Davis has him going Evan Neal at six and then the Falcons who, you know, don't have a quarterback go with Jermaine Johnson in his mind. That's two players that are not quarterbacks. And then if that happens, Ross, does that mean the QBs don't come till after 10 and does that help the Saints? Yeah, I, I think it, it, it can. Um, I, here, here's where I would say to really start paying attention, and it's early. I would say really start paying attention at pick three. Pick three with the Houston Texans immediately, in and of itself, doesn't really have a lot of impact on New Orleans. But the Texans have been interested in moving back from three. And if that's if those reports are true, that could potentially mean that a team like Atlanta, for instance, at eight, could look to move up to make sure that they get their quarterback of the future before mm-hmm. – the you know Carolina Panthers division rivals get their grimy little hands on them and things like that. So like they could look to do those types of situations there to where you know the the Texans who selected three and thirteen, the the uh, Jets that's like twice in the top ten at four. Like th- those picks would be ones that I would really start to pay attention to as well if they get moved. If they stay and make their selection then they're fine and that doesn't really impact the Saints at all. So then yeah, six would be the place to start watching. But if one of those picks moves, three or four, that could be something that sort of starts the ripple effect that ends up impacting the Saints at 16 or wherever they pick. Speak with Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints. You know, I'm watching ESPN right now. They're doing the over-unders where some of these quarterbacks go. They're now on Matt Corral, 33. Ritter, they have him at 30. Pickett at 14. That's my thing. Ross, that's why Charles Davis's mock draft really stood out to me. I think the closer mm-hmm. we get till tomorrow... Ross, I think the reality is setting in for a lot of these teams. I know all the, the, the hyping of QBs and all that. I just legitimately don't think they're they're going to be taken that high or should be that high, which is why I keep telling Saints fans, breathe. There's no way this team goes to five or something like that to get a quarterback. If they do, it'll be 19. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. And and that goes both – that kind of goes both ways too, right? Like the Saints aren't – there's no reason for the Saints to move up for a quarterback with this particular class. And at the same time, once you get past 19, it feels unlikely that the Saints would invest in a quarterback at that point at all, right? I mean, they're going to do it at 19 or they're not going to do it at all. And so I, I look at that same sort of situation in terms of how those quarterbacks could shake out. 
as being as being you know pretty indicative of what to expect for New Orleans just based on like I don't see the investment in quarterback in the first round right. being a uh, having enough value for them or really any team this year unless you're absolutely desperate at the quarterback position which thanks to the Saints getting that contract done with Jameis Winston they're not they're not specifically desperate at that quarterback position and instead they can maximize their ability to win here in 2022 by putting weapons starters on offense with 16 and 19, as opposed to dra- gra- you know, drafting somebody that might not see the field until 2024. Ross, I think we all have talked at, at you know, as much as we can, receiver, lineman. I think Saints fans kind of have an idea of, of guys of that nature. Could they surprise and go safety? And if that's the case, is there a safety that you think would warrant pick 16 or 19? Yeah, certainly. I mean, okay, there's two scenarios here. The first scenario is one in which Kyle Hamilton drops all the way to 16. Okay. And if Kyle Hamilton manages to drop all the way to 16, then yeah, I could see the Saints making that selection because you lost both of your starting safeties over the course of the season. You brought our offseason. You brought in Marcus May, who can fit into the Marcus Williams deep safety center fielder role. Okay. But you really don't have anybody yet that can take Malcolm Jenkins box safety role. And, you know, at Six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, Kyle Hamilton could certainly fill that role and be really pesky underneath in those sort of robber situations where he's undercutting passes and coming underneath zones, and his instincts are really good. So that's that's one. The second one would be uh, a wild scenario in which your top four offensive tackles. We've mentioned a couple already in Trevor Penning and Charles Cross, as well as Evan Neal. The other guy I would add to that group of four would be uh, Iki Okonwu out of uh, NC State. Mm-hmm. And then your top four wide receivers, so both the Ohio State guys, Jamison Williams, and then either Drake London or Traylon Burks, whichever one is sort of like more of your fancy. If those eight guys are off the board by the time you get to 19, then all of a sudden going safety at 19 does make sense. And so some of the guys that would make sense there would be Daxton Hill out of Michigan who can play and do kind of a little bit of everything. He's very all-around. Same thing for Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. And then the last one I would mention would be Lewis Seen out of Georgia, who's a little bit more of that, you know, that uh, he's... <sighs> there's not really a lot of deep safeties in this class. Lewis Seen might be the best one, but there's not really one quintessential deep safety guy in this class. So those three, though, can really give you at least enough... Um, versatility to be able to make the decision mm-hmm. with Marcus May about how you want to utilize him and therefore how you utilize the young safety that you just picked up with. When you take a look at pick 49, look, the Saints have four in the top, what, um, like 110 or something like that nature, and, and they got, um, what, three in the top 50. So I, I think what they do also on Friday is going to be good. Zach Tom is a name that I've, I've been mentioning to you before. As a guy that what got a perfect score on, on the rest, so that, that's pretty good. Um, at forty nine, and Mickey Loomis has said he told Peter King in his column two Mondays ago that he thinks somebody in their top twenty five, if not top twenty, will be there at forty nine. I'm I'm interested not only tomorrow, but I think Friday as well because Ross, that that's you know you look at Adebo, you look at Werner, you look at some of these other guys last year's draft. I know seventeen seems to be the standard, but if Peyton Turner plays healthy next year. I mean, we, we can look at last year's draft as a really good one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's it's such an interesting both class to evaluate, but then sure. also just sort of list of possibilities to consider, right? I'm, I'm going to go off topic for just a moment, but my kind of rant around all of this is that the NFL draft is remarkably unpredictable, right? And I think that we all get a little bit accustomed to what we see in mock draft simulators and who's available when and all these other little pieces and everything. And the fact of the matter is that the NFL draft happens once. And so when you have, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles who call you and say, Hey, would you like an extra pick in this year's draft? It gives you an opportunity to say, Hey, this allows you to have the ability to react in the NFL draft. The teams that do the draft really well are teams that react really, really well. And so the Saints have to be able to, are now in position to be able to react to however everything ends up panning out and everything ends up working out uh, in front of them, right? In front of them, around them, behind them. Because we tend to talk about the first round, but if, you know, you and I have talked about over and over again that the Saints 
2017 draft, the thing that made it so special wasn't just Marshall Lattimore and Ryan Ramchek. It was the second-round pick of Marcus Williams. It was the third-round trade-up for uh, Alvin Kamara. It was the third-round selection of uh, Trey Hendrickson, right? Like, it was all of those other moves that happened throughout. So if you can maximize how you kick off the beginning of the draft, it allows you to be able to focus more on best player available and pursuing the best players throughout the entire seven rounds as opposed to being in a situation to where you're kind of um, dealing with, you know, player position of need and everything. And that's what the Saints have always tried to avoid doing. They've always tried to make sure that they come in and draft the best player available, not the position of need. They're going to have to do a little bit of both this year, and they're going to have to do both well. But if they can do that with the two selections that they were able to get that Mickey Limbus talked about from the Philadelphia Eagles, it gives them enough of that versatility, flexibility to be able to respond really well throughout the rest of the draft. Who do you think is going to be the surprise tomorrow as we let you go here, bud? I think the surprise for me is something we've already started to kind of hint at. Is I wouldn't be surprised to see some one of these top quarterbacks fall out of the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, or to the very end of the first round. And somebody you know, a couple season. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A couple years ago, uh, 2018, I believe it was, Lamar Jackson tumbles down the first round until the Baltimore Ravens trade back into the first round at pick 32, draft him, and get his fifth year option. I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that happen this year. The Detroit Lions, they select at 32. Mm-hmm. They've got Jared Goff at quarterback, and I can't imagine that they're very comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you either look at that and say, okay, here's an opportunity for the Detroit Lions to grab a quarterback that could be a little bit better than Jared Goff if the right one falls, like Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral or any of those guys. Or they make that pick 32 available and therefore the fifth-year option on a rookie quarterback contract available, which NFL teams go cuckoo over, and then they pick up an additional selection that can help them make the move for their next quarterback next year in a much better quarterback class. So pick 32 for me, I think, can be one of the quarterbacks that has taken an unexpected fall, whether it goes to the Detroit Lions or somebody else. Ten seconds. I promise this is the last one. Do you like Desmond Ritter? I do like Desmond Ritter. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's a gut feeling or something that tells me this team might make a move for him if he's in the second round, if he's there. The thing I really value about quarterbacks is experience, and nobody's got more experience than Desmond Ritter. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Ross Jackson and Ross Jackson. Nola's the way to give a follow. Mr. Locked On Saints, thank you so much over at the Saints Wire as well. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. No problem. I'll talk to you here soon. All right, for sure. We go to Lafayette, Nakadiana, Scott Prather, ESPN. Lafayette next on ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Starting a garden. It's kind of like starting a family. You care for it, watch it grow, and if you get the right brand, like Bonnie Plants Harvest Select, you watch it grow a lot. You start to feel a real bond with your plant family. Just don't name them, because they're going to be delicious. Get help donating your surplus to local food banks from The Home Depot and AmpleHarvest.org. It feels like spring at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service. 
Only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. More details at AutoZone.com. A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. He was hanging out in the corner, Paul saw him. Oh, Paul! Picked it up, just crossed. No, nope. eight, eight seconds. seconds, Jose did eight it again. Seconds. Yes, he did. He did it again. Yes, he did. That is Jose Alvarado as we go to Kadiana, ESPN Lafayette. Mr. Scott Prather joins us. Sir, how are you today? I'm doing great, Gus. What's going on? Uh, it's kind of a mix. It's a mixture of, you know, I'm disappointed. And at the same time, I'm, I have, I have faith and I guess confidence in certain things that I've seen. Like last night, Scott, Mikel Bridges goes Michael Jordan. I mean, that guy drops 31 points. No one sees that. He hadn't done that. That's not who he is. Pell's had nothing really going for him. They never had any kind of flow on offense. And, so I look at it and go, man, is C.J. McCollum in the second half makes, I don't know, four or five of those open shots. And, you know, Jonas, who looked like Jonas in the fourth quarter, plays like that in the first half. I just, I feel like that game could have gotten stolen. Am I fooling myself? How did you view last night? I, I viewed it as, look, the Pelicans didn't play their best game, but Phoenix played well. Their role players played well. You mentioned Mikhail Bridges. I mean, when you have... The, the shooting percentage you get from him, it's it's usually you, you know you usually get a win unless you just stink in all the other areas. Now that's not to exonerate the Pelicans from things they didn't do well last night, but they're going up against the number one seed on the road. They were desperate. I think you got to get the ball into Jonas earlier, not not in the second half, because when you do, it opens up the rest of the offense. Too many times in the games the Pels have lost in this series, guys, we see the ball either not move. Or Bi or Ingram, excuse me, or Bi or CJ get caught up and not be able to go over a screen or get backed up, mm-hmm. and, and and when that happens, you know, when Phoenix over pursues, you got to make them pay. Whether that's through floor spacing by giving Trey Murphy more minutes, uh, whether that's getting the ball into Jonas early so you pull Aiton away from the bucket a little bit and you have more second chance points because second chance points last night and points off of turnovers that was all that was all Phoenix last night, you know. So that's a number of areas where. You got to give Sun some credit for the defense. You got to give Bridges credit for having a career game. I don't expect him to do it again. Why would you? And if they're going to beat you with JaVale McGee or Mikhail Bridges having a career game, so be it. Right. Just just don't beat yourself. Yeah. And I think yeah, you can make the argument they beat themselves somewhat last night, but I I also give Phoenix a lot of credit. I think it's going to be a different story tomorrow with the Blender though, man. Back home uh, the Pels have been in elimination games already this year. They probably feel like they've been in more than just two. Right, considering how they had to play just to get into the postseason and how many quote must win games they've had, but this will be the third elimination game. They're going to be at home. I expect a raucous crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this thing's going seven. A couple of adjustments, obviously, you see by game with this team, and you saw Monty Williams make a few adjustments a little bit here. The one I think that most Pels fans want is zero minutes for Devontae Graham, and all of those minutes go into Jose Alvarado. It's hard for me to argue that sentiment because I don't think it's coincidence, Scott, that when he's on the court, the the Pels shorten their you know the Suns' lead or or, or or shots go in or he draws an eight second as you just heard from Chris Paul. I just I have a hard time not. Agreeing with that, you know, it's nothing personal with Devontae. I'm just, I'm not getting anything on the offensive end. I know he hit some threes. I get that. But I think defensively in this series, when he's on the floor, he's getting cooked. And and, and Jose isn't. Is it as simple as that? Well, I, I think one thing we don't know is, like, if you give Jose instead of 20 minutes, if you give him 32, is he, does he have that same, you know, You've got the turbo button pushed down the whole time. Does he still have that in the fourth quarter? Now, I wouldn't listen. I mean, I'm, I would never doubt Jose, so he probably would, right? But, you know, maybe it's not – my point is maybe it's not as simple as Jose for Graham. You know, maybe you're staggering Jose's minutes because – and I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Chris Paul, you wear him out late before the first half, and then you really want to wear him down in the fourth when his legs are tired – because you want to make someone else beat you, right? 
that's when you have a fresh Jose ready to just pounce. And I know there were some moments last night where he was guarding Mikhail coming up the floor and Herb Jones was on Chris Paul. However you want to do it. Maybe it's not as simple as, oh, we'll just replace Graham with, with Jose. You know, if it's a sp- it might be a spacing thing, right? Can um, Murphy really can't handle the ball, but if Herb Jones is on the floor, you've seen him bring the ball up the court this right. year, right? Uh-huh. EJ and B.I.'s minutes are usually staggered. One of them can do it. Maybe Jose had some of those minutes for Graham, who played 12 last night, or maybe, you know, maybe you mix it up, you know. Maybe, maybe you don't mix it up, rather. Maybe Jose plays all of them. I don't, I don't think it's just as simple as give, Ho, give, give Jose all of Graham's minutes, because I do think there is a strategy in let's have Jose fresh when Chris Paul is starting to tire a little bit. As soon as he checks back in in the fourth, you know, and Jose also, it's more than just the defense, right? His, mm-hmm. his comfort level, um, his motor, his energy, all that stuff we talk about, but also his offense, making the smart play. He's doing all that late in games. If he's playing 35 minutes, which we haven't seen him do this year, right. is is that going to be as effective late? I, there's probably more to it than that, but that's my long way of saying, listen, I don't know if it's, if it's just give him all his minutes but we're in agreement that Graham's playing too many minutes. I mean, he is, with respect to him. I know he had a, a good game, too, but you, you almost feel like when he's out there, it's like, God, can you just not let the deficit get that big, right? <laughs> right. He's up to three. I mean, That's I probably not a good thing. He's, right. he's, made some, he's made some decent plays when they need a bucket. He's forced the issue where he gets to the foul line. He's right. done some of that. But from a defensive standpoint, man, it's just it's just not working right now for him. You've seen the good in Graham. You've seen some of the liabilities and. You know, maybe he needs to, to, to let the hair out. Remember that one game? Was it in Utah? When That's right. He, That's he, right. He, he went off, and everybody yeah. was joking before the game, but they called it like, oh, he's about to go off, and he did. Maybe yeah. maybe that's the simple adjustment for game <laughs> six, as I say with my son firmly planted in my shoes. Yeah. No, I love it. Speaking with Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette at Scott Mimic is the way to follow on Twitter. Let's switch on over to the Saints, sir, because Mickey Loomis just spoke about, uh, about an hour ago. And he spoke about 15 minutes and in classic Loomis fashion, didn't really give didn't up much, uh, including when asked about the quarterbacks, quote, yeah, that's not an area I want to get into. And he smiled. He also said, you guys know how many times I've traded backwards when he was asked about how many times, you know, would the Saints be doing that? But it's an interesting thing because as we get closer, there are more reports that there are about four to six teams in the top 15, top 10, Scott, that are looking to move back. The, the, the Texans being one at three, I think that gives you an indication of how this draft feel is, which is why I keep telling Saints fans, I don't see quarterback in a top 10 or five. If they're there at 16 and 19, they may, but I just, I don't see them moving up for that. So taking what Loomis says today with what your gut feeling is, what do the Saints do at 16 and 19? Uh, I think, you know, O-line, they, they love it. They need it. There's been some scuttlebutt. They're looking at it. Receiver, they, they need it. There's a lot of it in the draft, especially at the at the top, right? There's some high-end talent there. You go O-line and receiver, I got no problem with it, right? And I think you haven't improved your offense this offseason. You're banking on, oh, we'll get guys back healthy and that'll do it. You need more than that. You do. And you've lost, oh, Armstead, James Hurst. James Hurst, he did fine last year, but do you want James Hurst or do you want a, a, a all-pro caliber starter at left tackle? Which, when you draft one early, that's what you're hoping to get. You can say, "Oh, Armstead wasn't a first rounder, or Bushrod wasn't." I Ramchek was, and and Andrews P was, and now he's playing guard, and that's a whole other story. And fans have their own thoughts about it. My point is, the Saints they they put a big emphasis there, and they need help there. So if they they go O tackle receiver. I got no issues with it, Gus. If if Jordan Davis happens to fall, I know people are very split on him. I I know that's not offense, but I wouldn't be upset about that either because I just think he is that much of a freak and that much of a talent. And I, I best player available is what they're going to do. And I just if it's if it's Davis, if it's receiver and O tackle, I'm good with it. What I don't want is you've already given up a lot. Mm-hmm. Don't give up more to move up and and take a guy when can sit there at 16 and 19 and I think get some really talented players that can help you right now this season, which you really need. You know, you, you think you're close, you think you can compete, you better nail this draft. And if you're going to nail this draft, it starts with who you take with those two first-round picks. If a receiver is available at 16 and 19 that you would love to see in the black and gold, who would that be? 
And I, I obviously, you know, Jamison is, is is the name that gets thrown out a lot, and people love it. I think that Ohio State connection, though, Chris Olive and yeah. what he can potentially be, I think he's he's more likely to be there. Um, I do. I would. I would be. I would be good with that. But you know, I uh, Garrett Wilson is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Drake London, Jamison Williams, Chris Olive, if any of those are there. It's fine. I, I know, you know. I know George Pickens that you're looking more like second round for that, taking yeah. a chance on it. I would, I would stay away, right? Wow. But London or Williams or Elevate, I'm good with. It, man. I, I really am. And um, you know, I know historically, you take a receiver in the first round, it can be risky. Maybe you can get one at 49. You probably can get one at 49. Maybe you can get one at both. I, you, you need, you need some help there. Sky Moore. Out of Western Michigan, I get That's a name I heard a lot. Size. Yeah, dude, if if he's there at forty nine and you don't take a receiver with one of those first two, I would jump on that in the second round in a second. I have nothing to base this on, but in the final fifteen twenty seconds here, I don't know why Desmond Ritter keeps popping in my head. I could, I, if he's there early in the second, you think the Saints would move up to do that? Do you like him? He just. I, he's, the comparisons to Drew and certain things, the amount of wins that he has, the leadership qualities, I just. I, if he's in the second round, could you envision the Saints moving up to grab him? No, no, I don't. I mean, I, you're going to move up to take a quarterback in the second round. I no, I don't. I don't see okay. him doing that. I don't see him moving up to take a quarterback in this draft. I mean, you, you brought Jameis back. You signed Andy Dalton for some reason when you signed him to wipe away a compensatory pick. You know, so you, you got you got the veteran backup. I mean, mm-hmm. you really. I, I think a lot of the Saints' quarterback stuff is 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 talk. I think there's so many smoke screens um, with agree. with the draft, and we've heard from tons of pundits and people that follow this thing night and day that tell you it's not a great quarterback draft. Quarterbacks are going to generate the most attention just because they're quarterbacks. But you know, I, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah. I heard him say. There's not quite as much buzz. Look, the draft always has buzz. I'm not suggesting there's not buzz. But the inbox isn't quite as full as it normally is. There's not as much hype around this one. Right. And he says the reason is it's the quarterbacks. When you've got multiple quarterbacks that all could go in the top ten and, and they and they have star power, their names that you talk a lot about that came from certain schools, you don't have it in this draft. I think the quarterbacks are getting more play just because of the lack thereof at the top of this draft. So, no, I don't, I don't see the Saints – I just don't see him going quarterback at all, much less trading up to get one. Maybe that's wishful thinking of my part, guys. I hear you, man. Give Scott a follow at Scott Mimic is the way to do so over on Twitter. ESPN Lafayette, weekday mornings. Scott, really good show. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it so much as you give us your time on Wednesdays. Always, my friend. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow morning on my show. Yep, for sure, man. Take care. Mr. Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette. Quick break. We come back. Open segment. If you want in... Now's the time. Want to hear from you, Pels fans, Saints fans here as well. Getting closer. Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you were pregnant while working in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Family 2212725. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. 
And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Always on the run and short on cash. With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. It's been awesome tomorrow night for the third time. NOLA fans know now that NBA playoff means next level basketball. I really do hope you've downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook. They're trying to help you make a little extra cash. The official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're a new customer, they got you hooked up. You can bet five bucks on any team to win. And if they do, get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what, though, because with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, customers can also bet on NBA hoops with those same-game parlays, how many threes, double-digit rebounds, things of that nature that you can grab. It's simple. The more legs you add, the bigger payout you get, and the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, Get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LaRose. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during this first-round action. And get $150 in free bets instantly. Use the code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. Now Johnson drives, bump to the baseline, kick it to Bridges. This is a dagger. Yep, right wing. That's an absolute dagger. You had a couple of three looks for the Pelicans. You can't get them to go. Phoenix gives an open three look from Bridges. He does get it to go. You go from a possibility of being down seven to down 13. That's a six-point swing. That's literally how I felt watching that game last night. Um... At ESPN Radio Nola, if you'd like to chime in and give us your thoughts on the game, you could also call 800-998-1003. Over on Twitter, Nicole at GCAT underscore 17, the barrage of penalties in the first quarter, which was a reaction to the Suns' complaints, got their lead, and we never climbed out. They got some calls, and you felt that at the very beginning. I think it eventually, I guess, evened out. I didn't feel like it, it kept... Look, the, I say that, but they were like, timely, come on, right? I mean, I was tweeting, I saw Mason Ginsburg tweet as well, come on. I saw other people that cover the Bells say it as well. There were one or two that Chris Paul got that I just kind of laughed. I mean, <laughs> speaking of, by the way, I did not forget, but there was a play in a three, and I'll get to you in a quick second, Mr. Black and Uncle Earl, but there was a a, a jumper Basically, left elbow where Chris Paul jumped up and went Draymond Green on Jose Alvarado. The video's out there. I don't know if the NBA will review it, and they should. Draymond Green got suspended for what he did. Um, The old kick in the unmentionables of Jose Alvarado. It does not look like your normal basketball move because Chris Paul is pretty good at using his body. And the entire night last night, I didn't see a single instance where he lost his balance so much where his right foot found its way into the shorts of Jose Alvarado. Again, I'll leave it up to you to decide if you think that was on purpose or not. Mr. Black, what you got for us? Steve, how you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm not bad. I'm, I'm excited about tomorrow. Getting ready. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm I'm tell you like this. Last night we had that dog in us. We had seven turnovers in the first quarter. Six, yeah. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So, so you know we had that dog. It, the lights were too bright or something. We got we still young team. So me, I took my head to on Phoenix. They was at home. They did what they supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? But if we want to go to the game, 
we got to win at home. You know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, I, I took my hand to my people, too. You know what I'm saying? But last night, they had that dog in them. You know what I'm saying? With that yeah. fight in them. Bridget, even Bridget was getting all going off, and he was talking smack, and he was beating up on B.I. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? B.I. Yeah. ain't show no dogs, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think he was scared of the whistle. Uh, he complained. You know, I ain't going to say he complained. Mm -hmm. They were swapping at his hand. They ain't gave him the whistle, but you supposed to fight through it. Yeah. Well, okay. you, know, you knew you knew they were going to have their backs up against the walls, and Willie Green mentioned it. We're going to get to the sound bites here in the top of next hour, but he mentions it after the post game. It, it was a do or die game for them. They they knew they didn't want to come to New Orleans down three two, um, so they they played as the more desperate team. They did, you know, and it, again, it's a learning experience for yep. a young team that you know has been playing hard, but then realize okay when. You got to put a team away, or it's a chance to take the series lead yeah. with a chance to put it away. It goes up another level, and you know it's again, it's an experience that they now know. Yeah, you're right about that, but but CJ McCall, mm. don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking him. No, I know, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. It's hard to yeah, criticize yeah, him, but up. man, yeah, you he's know, got look one of eight from three point. It's just not going to cut it. I mean, it's yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah. And they don't, don't get me wrong, B.I. too. One of five. You know what I'm saying? One of five from three. Yeah, between the both of them, they made two threes out of 13 attempts. So, and when you're on the roll, you know, no, you got you people. Can't. You know what I'm saying? You got your feeling people throw. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. We a Bella team. Well, we a young and Bella team. But it's just like they had a Bella dog in them. Yeah. No, you know look, I mean, they, they, they it more. Mr. Black, they did what they had to do. Willie Green said it here as well, man. Thank you for the phone call. Let's see what happens in game six tomorrow. Hope to see you tomorrow over at Francesca's yeah. Deli, man. Love to meet you, bud. Uncle Earl, thank oh, you. Oh, you met me before. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like to see you. That's what I meant. Like to see you. All right. Talk to you later, man. Yeah, we good. Sounds good, man. Appreciate the phone call, Uncle Earl. We got about four minutes before we get to the top of the hour break, man. How are you? I don't know, dude. You don't know how you're doing? Nah, I, I, I was, <laughs> Cullen was two of nine when we won one eighteen one oh three all night also. He hasn't been look, it's just it's going halfway down and coming hey Gus. In the in the in the six games we are forty eight for one thirty four from behind the arc. Yeah. It just I don't know if we the other team kinda of makes some threes and and these young kids be like, Oh we gotta do it too. It's just we're not a three point shooting team. We got two three points. And I will, we make a couple, and and then uh, um, uh, the the little guy, the Kansas guy, that, uh, I can't, I always never forget his name, dude. Javante uh, Graham. Javante Graham, yeah. It, it just uh, the kid, he can't play defense, dude. So I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, Alvarado gives us a little better chance. I don't go, Goose. I'm glad we're coming home and all this. I just, I'm very wary. The experience now is going to take over a little bit, and the mm -hmm. experience for the Pelicans is going to show up in this game. I hope I'm wrong. The crowd's going to be in it, but if Phoenix smells a little blood now, they could close it out. I'm hope I'm wrong, man. But look, we can play with this team, man. We can play with this team, Gus. We need we need to make our shots, man. We need to make our shots and need to make our free throws. But right. I'm a little uneasy. I wish I felt a little better, like you, Goose, mm -hmm. right now, but. Well, yeah, let, me, let, 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 let me see if I can let me see if I can give you just a little hope here in about fifteen give seconds. Hope, okay, dude. I'll give you some give hope. hope. Um, Jonas Valanciunas was non-existent or didn't have the impact that he can have in that first half until late in the game when you started seeing him go to you know and then getting him involved. CJ McCollum was one of eight from downtown. You know the guy can make threes, right? So if he makes three or four right. more, just three or four more. I don't even make seven of eight. Can you just make four of eight? Brandon Ingram was right. one of five from downtown. We've seen Brandon Ingram make threes. Can he make three or four? So that's, you know, three to four a piece for a total of six to seven to eight more threes. That's 21 points. Right there. Just those two guys. If both of those guys just make two to three more threes, that's close to 20 points. If Valanchunas can just get going a little sooner, and, and Coach Willie Green talked about that start afterwards, and you'll hear at the top of the hour from him, um, then you're not fighting back in that hole. And get something from Hayes. Get get something from Graham where he has the last couple of games, you know, two or three threes, things of that nature. It, 
It's there. Does that make sense? And then Mikael Bridges is not going to score 31 points tomorrow and play 47 minutes. It's not happening. Now, that doesn't mean Cam Johnson doesn't. That doesn't mean Cameron Payne doesn't. I just don't see that happening. So they have a very good chance tomorrow if they just play as they're capable. And that's my biggest takeaway that I took yesterday. That's a, you know, discouraging and encouraging thing. They didn't play the way they're capable of. That's a good and bad thing. Thank you, Uncle Earl. As always, appreciate your phone call, sir. We could be it. Have a good week, Drew. Yes, sir. Hour two next on ESPN New Orleans. If your vehicle squeals or grinds when you slow down or just isn't stopping like it used to, you may need new brake rotors and pads. Now through May 24th at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get 15% off a set of Brake Best Select or Import Direct brake pads and two rotors. Restore safe braking and save money now at O'Reilly Auto Parts or order online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. And now, an important message from Steve Harvey. I've been thinking about this thing, right? This pandemic, it just isn't over yet. We got the vaccines. I got mine. You might have yours. And when you get that, it's kind of tempting. You want to go to the beach. You want to show.